On today's show, the Phoenix Suns, it's their league and we're just living in it. They destroy the Miami Heat. Nikola Jokic continues his run. Is he the MVP favorite and should anyone else be even close to him right now? And how dead are the Lakers? The Houston Rockets get a win in overtime against them. We got that and more will play. Count it up. Count it up and more on today's Locked On NBA. Nick Hanks said Locked On Mavs. Alex Wolf Locked On Knicks. Jackson Gatlin Locked On Rockets. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. This may be the second time I'm recording this. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first. Listen, every day we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can watch this show. And the show that me and Kane Pittman and Locked On Bucks did lives in the ether somewhere, the cloud that I can't find somewhere. But joining me on today's show, Alex Wolf, Locked On Knicks, Jackson Gatlin, Locked On Rockets, and Locked On NBA on Mondays. Boys, thanks for joining me. We got a bunch of games in the association, so we can't waste any time at all. Let's get into our first one right here. Phoenix Suns win 111-90 to against the Miami Heat. The Phoenix Suns are just absolutely insane. Alex Wolf, are we just living in the Phoenix Suns world right now? Because they are dominating the NBA in front of us. It sort of seems like it, you know. I mean, I look at the Miami Heat as a team that, like, as a Knicks fan, just completely annihilated the Knicks a few times this year and then the Suns just annihilated them so it's sort of like you know being a fan of the team that's the little tiny fish and then the bigger fish comes and eats that <laughs> fish and that's the, the, the heat the and all of a sudden, there's always a bigger fish yeah and then all of a sudden <laughs> a, a big shark comes in and that like big like you know shark is is the Suns um yeah I mean they're they're insane right now they're so good like just watching them play is so fun too you know it's like no matter who they're missing They've got that well-oiled machine about them where they remind me almost of like the like the Spurs of old sort of. Where yeah. like someone can be missing, you know, but it doesn't matter because they've just got it figured out. You know, they would need to have literally like five starters missing for it to make them skip a beat. Um, Chris Paul out, Cam Johnson out, Jimmy Butler was out for the Heat, but the the, the Suns still hold on to win. Aiton and uh Aiden and Booker were were, uh, were holding it down for them in this one. Their defense was just amazing. Jackson, what makes the Suns defense so incredible? Because they held the in the third quarter, they held this this Heat team to just 19 points, 16 points in the fourth. They just locked down. What is this team so good at? I think they've just got a, guy, a bunch of guys who are just bought into their defensive schemes. And then honestly, playing around DeAndre Ayton, him being able to kind of anchor that paint for the Suns is what really helps them. I don't think he gets nearly enough credit as the guy on that Suns team that really helps them tick, right? You've got all this talk going on about the contract extension with him and you know the kind of issues surrounding that whole forefront. But at the end of the day, Aiton is the guy that is kind of the unsung hero, I feel like, of this Phoenix Suns team, right? Chris Paul gets his flowers. Devin Booker gets his flowers. Even the occasional role player who pops off for the Suns team gets you know a lot of love and admiration. But I feel like DeAndre Aiton is the guy who just shows up on a nightly basis, does his job, does the dirty work, and doesn't complain for touches, doesn't you know want to go out there and be in the spotlight necessarily. And he's a big part of the reason that their defense is so consistently good. And you just can't have him switch on somebody, right? Like you just can't have him switch onto a guard and if you're on the other team because he can stay with them. He can guard the rim, obviously, really credibly, one of the best in the NBA. And so there's like almost no weakness to his defensive game at this point because they cover up so many other things so well for this this Suns team. Uh, 
it's wild. At one point in this game, the Suns were out rebounding the Heat forty to twenty. They were doubling up in the rebound department. I think they finished. Uh, the Heat had thirty eight, and the Suns finished with fifty five rebounds. It's just, it's such a big advantage that they have. Uh, Alex, watching the the Heat a couple times as you know for uh, for locked on Knicks. Um, do you trust this Heat offense? What is what is going on with this Heat offense? I know they were missing Jimmy Butler, but their just offense completely stalled out. Do you trust this Heat offense? to win a couple rounds and maybe even like make the finals again? You know, it's tough to say, right? Like it, the thing is, have they really gotten enough time together this year? You know, it seems like somebody's always hurt. Like I could say specifically from when I watched them play the Knicks and I've, I've watched them a couple other times, the national games or whatever, but it just seems like, you know, Lowry's been out for a decent amount of time. Like Butler has been out, out with Knicks and bruises and stuff like that. You know, various guys on their team have missed time and, that stuff does take, you know, reps if you want to play at a championship level. I think they've shown flashes and they certainly have the right formula. You know, they have the dribble penetration. They have the, you know, the inside presence in Adebayo who also can, you know, credibly stretch the floor a little bit, you know, at least with mid-range jumpers and things of that nature. And then, you know, the the outside shooters, Lowry, Duncan Robinson, all those guys. So, like, the formula is still there. I just don't know for sure... If, you know, particularly against, I feel like in a game like this, even without Butler, you know, obviously he's a huge part of what they do, but is we've seen offenses that are kind of built around that purely three-point shooting, you know, mantra, which I'm sure Jackson can speak to. This was something that sort of plagued the Rockets at times, you know, under the, under the Harden, you know, system. You know, that doesn't always work in the playoffs. You had to, you had to bring that up back to Jack. I, I had to, you know, salt, I wasn't even planning on a wound, it. man. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. And then as I started talking, I was like, damn, who am I sharing the stage with right <laughs> the now? The stream of consciousness somehow always goes back to James Harden. He's somehow like the, the Abe Lincoln, right? Like, isn't there a thing where people say that everybody, like all Americans think about Abe Lincoln at least once a day? I think all There's NBA seven fans. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah, think like about that. James Harden at least once. <laughs> just James uh, Harden rent-free in everybody's head. That's what's happening. There, there's just so much Tyler Hero. There's too much Tyler Hero, I think, for me on the offense. He took 20 shots in this game. He had five more than anybody else. Duncan Robinson had 15 in this game. But Jackson, how far can you go just relying on Tyler Hero and then hoping Jimmy Butler, when he comes back, can take over in moments like he did in that run a couple years ago when they went to the finals? I think you got to imagine, right? Uh, this Miami Heat team at full strength, their closer is undoubtedly Jimmy Butler, right? He's going to be the guy to have the ball in his hands to kind of take those those big-time shots in the closing moments or force the defense to bend to his will and then create an opportunity for somebody else. You're not going to walk away from like a game six or seven in the playoffs where Tyler Harrow is going to walk away with you know, 20 something shot attempts, unless he absolutely has Tyler Hero. Just Tyler Hero just heard you say that and said, Oh, bet. Like, Oh, <laughs> oh bet. Like, are you sure? But, but like, realistically, right? If Jimmy Butler was in this game, I don't think you see Tyler Hero, you know, get up to 20 shot attempts, especially in a game where he just doesn't have it going necessarily, right? We've seen games where Tyler Hero absolutely pops off. And in those nights, yeah, absolutely get him the ball, let him continue to cook. But in a game like this, the shot attempts had to be, you know, dispersed or spread around somewhere in the offense. And Tyler Hero was just the guy that they wound up with, you know, getting the majority of the shots tonight. It's because he can get his own shot, right? Like he's the one guy. I mean, Lowry took three shots in this game. How does Lowry take just three shots in this game? He's just a in Miami, he's been a different player than what we saw with the Raptors, where he could just take over games at times. And he, that wasn't exactly all his game, but 
Uh, we've been waiting for Bam Adebayo to take this next step forward, Alex. Like we've been waiting for him to take this for this step forward to be like, all right, you're an all star. Like start taking over games offensively. He can do his little, you know, jump hook, like little jumpers in the lane and stuff like that. When is he going to start taking over games and be the offensive force? And we just haven't really seen it yet. And so in games like this, it stands out. I think it's difficult for centers of a certain mold to sort of break at, break out from being a, a specialist, you know, mm. to being a center that can be, you know, in that conversation with the, the Embiid's, you know, the Jokic's of the world where they're just so skilled. You know, I think Adebayo has some of those skills, but I think they are still developing. He obviously does the things that he does really well, extremely well, you know, being an anchor of a defense, you know, uh, finishing around the rim. He's got, like I said, a little bit of a mid range game, but, and, and he's a really good passer for a big two, but he just isn't, you know, he's not quite at that level yet. And I, you know, I think the Heat recognize that, you know, that's why they have Jimmy Butler. That's why they have, that's why they brought on Cal Lowry and, you know, spent the the resources to get him. That's why, you know, they entrust Tyler Hero with so much. And I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but it certainly shows in games like this. You know, if you, if you have out of bio and you need a little more out of him and you can't necessarily tap into that next gear yet. And, and he's it's, still young, though. It could still come. You know? And it says something that we're not asking the same thing of DeAndre Ayton on the other side. You look at these two teams and how they're built. And, like, DeAndre Ayton, we could easily say the same things about him. Shouldn't he's a number one pick overall? Shouldn't he be the one with this, you know, expanded offensive game and all this? We're not asking DeAndre Ayton to be that because the Suns have covered it up in other ways. Mikhail Bridges is taking a step forward. And, you know, Jay Crowder, when he's hot, can hit some shots here. Cameron Payne, and they added Holiday and, and Shamit. Like, they have some of these other scores that they can rely on at times. Obviously, Booker and Chris Paul are the number ones. But uh, it's it's interesting to see the, the dynamic of those two guys and look at them on these two different teams and see how they're built um, last one here, Jackson Gatlin, you're, you cover a, a team in the West. <laughs> Who's got the best I, chance of beating the Suns team? Or are they just going to the finals? You know, it's so weird, Nick. I, I feel like, Hey, you cover a team in the West too, first off. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say, Hey, you cover a team in the West. You may not know much about the playoff race, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you teed yourself up for like the shot and then didn't go through with it. Come on, man. No, At no. least deliver. No, I reeled it, it back last minute. It, it does feel like this Suns team, they just steamroll through everybody. No Chris Paul. They still function like a well-oiled machine. I think that's a, a testament to Devin Booker's growth and, and the way that he yeah. is in, embodying more of a playmaker role for this team in the absence of Chris Paul. Uh, speaking with Brendan Clean of Locked on Suns uh, you know, on this very show a couple weeks back about who's going to step up for the Suns with no Chris Paul and Devin Booker has to take more of an increased playmaker role. And we're seeing that he had nine assists in this game. Like that's not the Devin Booker that you would have gotten two years ago. Like he has learned so much from Chris Paul, as far as a team in the West, you know, I think the Suns are just kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. And it doesn't feel like they're getting the respect nope. that they deserve. We're giving it to them. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're clear cut. The team that I think is going to make it out of the Western conference this season. They are clear-cut that team right now. And is Jokic clear-cut that guy for MVP? We'll talk about his case. And then how dead are the Los Angeles Lakers? Jackson Gatlin witnessed the murder in person of Jalen Green in overtime against Lakers. We'll talk about that game and the rest of them on today's Lockdown NBA. But before we do, let me tell you about... Athletic Greens. It's the easiest thing that you can do and the best thing you can do for your body in 60 seconds. You just take one scoop of it. You put it in your water. This is a 30 ounce and you can just, you know, you fill it up and it's the best thing you can do for your body. 10 years ago, uh, the guy that created Athletic Greens was 
you know, a wrestler. He was pretty in shape. He's like a health enthusiast. He's trying to figure out what to do. He's always feeling fatigued. He didn't know what he didn't know what was going on with him with himself. He didn't know what was was happening. So he goes to the doctor, and they're like, "Hey, we got the fix for you." And they set him up on this regimen of 20 vitamins a day. This dude is just popping pills all over the place, trying to get all of his levels right. And it was costing him 100 bucks a day. And he goes, this can't be the answer. And you know what? He figured out what the answer was. And that is Athletic Greens. Check it out. With 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food um, source, superfoods, probiotics, and more. Go check out what AG1 can do for you. AG1 is the product from Athletic Greens. It's absolutely incredible. You take it every single day. It helps you out. It helps your immune system, your gut health, all that kind of stuff. Helps you. It even says that it helps aging. Jackson, you can look as youthful as you do right now for a much longer if you took AG1. Take it. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check out AG1 Athletic Greens. Also, I want to tell you about Bet Online. College basketball is coming back. I don't know about you guys, but I cannot stand college basketball at any point other than just literally March Madness, right? Like it just That's like the only time I'm, I'm ready to watch. But I'm ready to watch and I'm ready to put some uh, money down with Bet Online. So you can go check out all the odds, the props, the lines, all that kind of stuff. We got a couple of lines already. A couple of tournaments. ACC tournament, Duke versus Syracuse in, in New York. Alex, are you feeling that game? Duke is a 14 and a half point favorite. Do you think Syracuse can cover? I'm feeling scouting two top 10 picks <laughs> on Duke. <laughs> can I bet on which one might end up I was going to say, if, if you're if you're a podcaster that has to scout a couple of these teams, maybe you want to make it a little more interesting, put some money on it, check out Bet Online. It's not just basketball. They cover everything from live betting, your favorite Vegas casino games, and more. Head to the website, use the mobile device, learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, Alex Wolf, Jackson Gallen, Nick Angstead here. We are breaking down the games in the NBA. This is Locked On NBA. The Denver Nuggets get the win against the Sacramento Kings. Denver Nuggets were without, obviously, Jamal Murray still, Michael Porter Jr. still, but Will Barton out for them. The, the all-time leader in Denver Nuggets three-pointers made. Uh, that will always be Will Barton's title until Jamal Murray takes it. Bones Highland out for them. Jeff Green out for them as well. For Sacramento, Sabonis serving his one-game suspension for just mauling that referee. Just absolutely terrible things we never want to see happen again uh, from, from Sabonis for bumping the ref, getting the suspension. Holmes out for them as well. But Jokic getting the win and absolutely just looking like he should against a team like this. 38 points for him, 18 boards, 7 assists. Jackson Gatlin, is this Jokic's MVP award? Can anyone take it from him? I think when you look across the landscape of the NBA, it, it really is. It's boiling down to, I think, a two-man race. Like, I think maybe you can put Giannis in there as like a distant third, but I don't think that this is nearly the the most dominant version of Giannis that we've seen before. And I think the two storylines following Nikola Jokic, obviously, and then the guy over there playing for the 76ers, who's also pretty pretty darn good, Joel Embiid. Those are the two guys that I think it's going to come down to a two-man Again. race for the MVP award. Again, right? And it would be, there's a part of me that wonders like if Joel Embiid is just going to have like, if this is like his, you know, super villain, like origin story, like he gets beat out for the MVP award a second time by Nikola Jokic. I don't know. I, I've heard the argument being made that, you know, Jokic is doing 
more with less, right? With like his supporting cast that he has with the Do you Denver want me to read Nuggets. his lineup for you today? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, go for it. Go for it. He's st- Aaron Gordon started with him. Austin Rivers, Monte Morris, Devon Reed. That was his starting lineup with Jokic tonight. Off the bench, Compasso is all of a sudden back. Bryn Forbes, who made uh, Heat fans cry last year. Uh, Jermichael Green. DeMarcus Cousins making a reappearance. I mean, this is the team that Jokic is like leading to some of these wins. Now they're playing the the Kings in this one. We won't we won't make Matt George cry anymore, but uh, but it's not not maybe the greatest win. But still, the things that Jokic is doing right now are just insane. And yeah, he has maybe that advantage because of how bad his team has been around him. Uh, Alex, is that good enough excuse for you to put him number one, or do you think some of those guys in the East have a better case? Well, first off, shout out Davon Reed. I got to cover him in New Jersey. Jersey standout uh, when he was in high school, but. Anyway, uh, now starting on a Jokic team with a lot of players missing. Um, but <laughs> wow, now, right? that was a shout out and a shot all in one. Like <laughs> also, we didn't even—he didn't even give a shout out to former Rockets legend and former New York Knicks legend Austin Rivers. So there's that too. Yeah, there's that too. Um, no, nah, but like you know, I think where I stand on the the Jokic versus Embiid thing, like it's tough, right? Because they are sort of. I think they're like they're under basically the same circumstances this year, very similar. And you know, I, I think that maybe the addition of to bring it all back to Harden again. Say, seven degrees the, to Harden. Here we go. Here we uh, go. A blinking theory again. But the you know, like the addition of Harden now down the stretch, if that leads to the Sixers, then you know, achieving a higher seed, maybe they work into the two seed or even the one seed. You know, it, it, maybe that ends up you know pushing. Jokic actually further up in the thing because they say, oh, well, Jokic is keeping up with, you know, what Embiid is doing. But now with less of a sporting cast, he still doesn't have his Jamal Murray back, you know, all his guys on his team he's missing. I don't know where I stand. I know that, you know, Jokic, it's really impressive that this dude like even exists that is getting, you know, at the center position is top 10 in points, rebounds, assists, I think top five in like three of those categories. It's wild. Um, it's almost like he comes out of nowhere. Speaking yeah. of which, John Corrales <laughs> locked on Celtics. Is this Jokic's MVP award and we're all just all living in his league right now? Um, I mean, he's he's certainly, I mean, stepped, I think, a, a step ahead of Joel Embiid. I think I think it's, if I were voting for it, I, I'd, I'd kind of have to almost flip a coin, but. He's going to Jok- throw in Jason Tatum's name. He's going to come in at the 11th hour and just play Jason Tatum for MVP. <laughs> but, you know, let me finish. Can I finish? Uh, <laughs> Did you just Kanye West John Crowley? <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> As a Swifty, I know that really hurt your heart, Jackson. <laughs> just a little bit. It's okay. I'm not internally crying or anything. Tell me about Jason Tatum. They played a game against the Charlotte Hornets. Transition right into it like a pro. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's Nikola Jokic's MVP, but a guy like Jason Tatum is going to creep into the conversation uh, at the end, I think what you're going to hear is, man, if Jason Tatum had been doing this from the beginning of the season, he'd be in this conversation as well. 44 points and like, like God level stuff, like uh, some of the shots that he's hitting uh, off balance, falling out of bounds, three pointers, uh, stepping into shots, like just taking two steps over half court and just like, you know what? I'm shooting this thing. Uh, the past couple of games have been have been fantastic for him, and, and the best part about it is he's playing the right way. He's drawing the double teams. He's not he's dominating without dominating the game. So uh, I think I think if anything, Tatum is really like legitimately 
forcing his way into is the all NBA conversation. The first team all NBA conversation, uh, definitely not going to make the case for him for NBA because I do think Jokic with what he's been doing, that little spin move, that little dancey thing that he did in, in this in, tonight, like, Oh my God. Like I swore he traveled. <laughs> I swore he traveled. I had to rewind it four times and be like, okay, there's the gather. Oh no, he didn't travel. So like his steps aren't fast enough in the way that he spins. Like his steps aren't quick enough to to travel in that motion, right? It's I so weird how he uses he uses his girth and momentum. Size, in I can't believe a guy that size can do all of that stuff without traveling. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just here to sing the praises of Jason Tatum <laughs> and his All NBA candidacy. But uh, but since, Jokic, Jokic since, is probably MVP. Since January 23rd, Tatum 37 and 5, 30 points, 7 boards, 5 assists. The, the Celtics are 17 and 3. What's the big thing for what's their turnaround? What have they done? Uh, I mean, it starts with health, but you know, they have a, a small margin for error because they've Emi Odoka's only played like seven, eight guys. So any one of those guys goes down, you're gonna have a hard time. Like Jalen Brown is dealing with the ankle injury and against Charlotte, he didn't seem to be his his himself. He wasn't, you know. He wasn't the, the typical Jalen Brown. And the result is that they they struggled a little bit with, with Charlotte. Uh, so when they're fully healthy, they're going to be okay. Uh, but more so than anything, they, they've bought into Emi Odoka. I think if we're going to argue for awards, I, I can sit here and make a strong Emi Odoka Coach of the Year argument. Because, mm. because let, I'll, I'll, I'll transition into this. Ooh. Coach of the Year is generally which coach – is on a team that succeeded our preseason expectations where JB Biggerstaff. <laughs> right. There we go. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those guys. What Ime has done is they have a team that's outperformed their prior performance. And you can say that he came in with the we're going to move the ball, we're going to play defense at an elite level. And I'm going to get Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to grow their games and become facilitators. And he's done all that. You've taken a team that started out poorly and can, could not handle that stuff. And now all of a sudden there's this massive turnaround that's almost hard to believe. And it's because all of the stuff that Emi Odoka was trying to get them to do, they figured out how to do it. So if there's any sort of coach of the year argument to make, to me – that's that's for once we have a coach who is proving that his coaching is a major reason why the team has exceeded and and gotten to this level versus you know the 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 expectations argument. So I, I think Emi Odoka should have a strong case. He won't win it, but I think he should he should be up there. For more Celtics takes and more like that, go check out Locked On Celtics. John Corrales just jumping in here out of nowhere. The the audio listeners were like, "What the hell is happening right now?" What People just like on? jump, just jumping just in. Used to put this out being a call. In. It's like you know, just you, you said my name three times and I just pop up like Beetlejuice. <laughs> a name we don't like have... a bat signal thing, but uh, I'll tell you, I'll go. We can go with Beetlejuice as well. <laughs> a name we don't have to say three times is LeBron James because it's said enough around NBA. Uh, circles. We'll talk about the Lakers, how they fell to the lowly Houston Rockets in overtime. Jackson Gallon was in was in the building. We'll talk about that and break it all down and then play our favorite game of the week. We'll play that more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. 
With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to hold all the parts that you need. John Corrales has a car, and he needed to go find the parts for it, so he just <laughs> left out of here. He, he, I, I, need, I need wipers. I got to go get wipers. He, he, needs, he needs new wiper blades. Go check it out at Rock Auto. See all the parts available for your car or truck, even if... An animal, a pet of some kind, threw up in your car. You need to replace the carpet. Rock Auto has that for you as well. You can replace that yourself. That's easy. Go check it out, rockauto.com. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. You can save more from a family business that's serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, gentlemen, let's get into the rest of the games in the association. Took a weird turn there in the middle of that second segment. Anytime Jackson and I do a pod together, it always <laughs> goes off the rails, and it, it never happened before where somebody else comes in and takes it off the rails for us. It's a, But it's still, hey, we're still on brand, Nick, in that when you and I get on a podcast, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's locked on Rockets, locked on Mavericks, locked on NBA, the the, the roundtables that we do, it always comes off the rails in some way, Something shape, or form, weird and I'm glad that we're staying on brand with this episode. Something always weird happens. Uh, all right, speaking of weird things happening, the Lakers somehow are just like tanking before our eyes, but not even meaning to. They lose 139 to 130 against the Houston Rockets. Jackson Gatlin, you were there. What was it like seeing Jalen Green go off in overtime? He Well, here's the thing, Nick. First off, it was just so great to see two scrappy, competitive, rebuilding teams going at it in, in one game. <laughs> like, it was so wonderful to see. No, legitimately, this was... Jalen Green continues to prove, you know, in this second stint of the season, really since about the early mark of February why he was the number two overall pick. And there were a lot of comparisons drawn between Jalen Green and the optimism with, you know, kind of the way that he struggled in the earlier part of the season and, you know, was being labeled a bust and all this was, okay, give give it some time. Let's see what he can do and put together in the second half of the season, a la and Anthony Edwards. And hey, lo and behold, here's what we're seeing now. Jalen Green over his past 10 games is averaging 21 points a contest on about 50% shooting and then 38% from three. He is putting it together in this back half of the season. And in this game against the Lakers, it was an absurd finish. Jalen Green had the, uh, at one point, he had 13 points in a row for the Rockets. He had the final six in regulation, and he had the first seven points in overtime. Went on a personal 7-0 run to start overtime and give the Mm. Rockets a 127-120 lead over the Lakers. And then ultimately down the stretch of the game, he had what was essentially the dagger three-pointer to really put away the Lakers. And then said after the game, we targeted Carmelo Anthony. That was the game plan. It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Came came straight out in the post-game interview, said it twice in the post-game interview on the floor. And then when asked about it post-game, he revisited again. And I think a big part of that is because Carmelo gave him a couple shoves, a couple chicken wings during the game, was playing Warm a little physical. Shivers. Yeah, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, kind of a welcome to the league moment. I don't think Jalen Green took too kindly to that. So he made no qualms about making sure that Melo knew that they were, (laughs) he was the game plan. They were attacking him. They absolutely abused Carmelo Anthony in the pick and roll. And uh, the Lakers are toast, man. They do not look great. Speaking of knowing how, what it's like to abuse Carmelo Anthony, Alex, you're in New York media, right? Like, you know, you know yeah. like. <laughs> what a segue. I, I know the Carmelo Anthony experience. I mean, yeah, he's, his defense has been cooked since about 2015, so it's no my, big surprise to me. My favorite part of the Rockets' uh, overtime win, though, was the grenade Jalen Green threw to KPJ. 
right like but right before they made it a 10 point lead in overtime he literally with two seconds left he throws the ball to kbj right next to him and is like here the shot clock's about to go off and kbj somehow like almost granny shot through the ball from his hip and made a three it was one of the craziest <laughs> shots i've seen uh and it was absolutely wild the lakers i mean the lakers are dead guys right like there's there's no there's no coming back from them we don't have to spend more time on them Speaking of not spending too much time on it, the Mavs did not spend very much time on their offensive game plan in this one. Uh, they get beat by the New York Knicks. Uh, this is a this is, <laughs> this is a rough one for the Dallas Mavericks. The Knicks looking like they did last year, went 107 to 77. The Mavs missed 38 threes in this one. After the game, Julius Randle said that was probably our best defensive performance of the year. I would say let's continue to play our game count it up. where we count out the funniest, most interesting things in the NBA. So, Alex Wolf, count it up. How much do you credit another team's defense when the team misses 30 threes in a game? All right, look. The NBA is a, a semi-luck-based league, but this uh, objectively, as a Knicks fan, this is probably like some of the best swarming defense they played all year. I, agree. I think they, I think that they got the the Mavs out of their comfort zone early, and then they sort of got in their own heads, and then they went like zero for nineteen or whatever to start. After you know, they hit a few in that little third quarter run, that cute little yep. attempt to come back. Whoa, that, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, <laughs> the name and calling. Then, and then, you know, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle put their foot down and said, no more. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for like the third time all season. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think the Knicks defense deserves some credit for that. So I'm going to go with like, I, th- I think that's for real. You know, I, I think that Julius is speaking truth because th- their defense has been pretty horrendous many other times. Yeah, I can't speak to how well their defense has been in other games, but this one, it was good. They, they kept the Mavs out of the paint, and it, I, I'll give them credit for this one for sure. Um all right, the Chicago Bulls get a win, 114 over uh, the Detroit Pistons to 108. Uh, DeMar DeRozan scores 35-plus points again. Yawn, he, he continues to do it. 20-plus uh, points from Vooch and from Zach Levine. Guys, Count it up. Bulls right now are the four, and the Celtics are the five. In a first-round playoff series, count it up. How many games does this series go, Jackson Gowan? Ooh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go a competitive – Seven game series. I'm counting all the way up to seven. Seven game series, and I'm gonna go with the Boston Celtics upset. They're, they're playing some impressive basketball the second half of this season. I mean, it's been they, they've been on a tear. Like the, the Celtics have finally put it together after a rough start to the beginning of their season. They're molding well, they're looking good, obviously, health permitting between you know Jalen Brown and, and company and, and Jason Tatum. But with those two guys together, I mean, man, yeah, I'm going Celtics. Alex, how many games does it go? I am going. I'm actually. I'm gonna also say seven, but I'm gonna say Bulls because I just think. Ooh. I, I think they have more guys that can potentially close out a playoff game for you, uh, versus the the Celtics who basically just have Tatum. I need to know who's healthy. If Caruso and Lonzo are healthy, I'm feeling a little better about that Bulls team because mm-hmm. you know where you're going to get some defense from that Celtics team, but where are you going to get the offense, especially if those two guys, Caruso and Lonzo, are, are healthy? If they're healthy, I'm going Bulls in six. I'm feeling I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the Bulls. I'm giving it up for the Bulls. Uh, speaking of feeling it, the Milwaukee Bucks, 124 to 115, get the win over the Atlanta Hawks, Giannis. Making his claim for MVP as well. 43 points, 12 boards, 5 assists in this game, and just taking out Clint Capella. He played just 19 minutes, 5 fouls for him. John Collins was 0 for 9. I mean, just absolutely stifling in this game. Um, 
this Atlanta team, Alex, started the season saying <laughs> this Atlanta team started the season saying we're over the regular season. Just bring bring me playoffs like Thor in the in uh, Infinity War or Endgame, whichever one that was. Alex Wolf, how many deep playoff runs do you have to go before you're allowed to say we're over the regular season? Certainly more than one. Uh, you, you probably <laughs> want to make sure you're not in the play-in conversation before you go making those sort of proclamations. Um, yeah, let's say three, maybe three deep playoff runs, at least second round, and the second round series has to go at least six games. I mean, they made it to the. This was this is so weird that this game was a Eastern Conference Finals like last year. Mm -hmm. That's so wild to me that that was this game. It is weird because yeah. one team clearly belonged and one team clearly didn't. <laughs> Any any chance to get a shot on the Hawks? Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, uh, any chance to get a win? The Orlando Magic win 108 to 102 against the New Orleans Pelicans. Brandon Ingram out for this game, and uh, he's going to be out for a week now. Actually, um, Nance still out. Zion, who knows when Zion's ever going to come back? Jake Madison seems to be the only person with any in real information. So if you want more on that, listen to Locked On Pelicans. Um, but <laughs> but the Magic get a win the same night the Rockets get a win, and in this fourth quarter. Jamal Mosley, the Magic coach, played this lineup of Wagner, but not that Wagner. Mo Wagner, the the other one, not their good, not their good Wagner. Uh, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, Chumo Kiki, and R.J. Hampton. That that lineup played the entire fourth quarter. That was their bench lineup. None of those guys got the start in this one. They scored twenty seven points and got the win against the Pelicans. Count it up. Jackson Gatlin, count it up. How much is Jamal Mosley fumbling the lottery bag right now and not keeping the number one pick? I, I mean, I guess we'll just count it up to what I counted up all the way to 10. Like if you're playing vets like that, you guard, can name, you can, you can the, name the number. There we go. I mean, I'm going to, he's fumbling up to what? Three picks. We'll go with that. <laughs> like the, when the, when the magic walk away with the fifth or the sixth overall pick in this year's draft, you can just point the finger at this game specifically and be upset with Jamal Mosley for that. Now, it doesn't really matter one through three, basically, right? Because they flatten the lottery odds out. And it's okay, I guess, if the Magic get a couple wins here and there. Philip Rossman, right from Lockdown Magic, would say, hey, process over results in this. They got to win some games at some point, learn how to win. But, but yeah, that was uh, an interesting win for them. The Pelicans really needed that one. Um, I would just say good for him. Still... Who cares? When was the last <laughs> time? You know, like, yeah. as a, as a team we'll that had number on. one lottery odds, you know, <laughs> yeah, there and you got go. the number three pick. Screw the lottery. Don't don't base your stuff off that anymore. <laughs> they win. Who cares? Who's ever done that in the past? And it's not it's not worked out for them. Um, is, but you know, but <laughs> a team coming? that lottery odds is actually working working out for them right now is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They win 132 to 102 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh guys, Oklahoma's missing so many players right now. Giddy is out. Dort and Ty Jerome are out for the year. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Kenny Hustle, Trey Mann, Derek Favors, and Moose are all out for the Oklahoma City Thunder. SGA tried his darndest, but he just got met with doubles every everywhere he went on the court. But I want to focus on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Malik Beasley, 11 for 17 from the field. 11 for 17 from three. One assist. And he scored 33 points in just 29 minutes. Guys, count it up. Count it up. How much do you respect the line of a shooter that literally only takes threes and goes 11 of 17? I respect it. I respect that big time. Yeah, I respect it big time too. I mean, <laughs> good for him, man. He knows his role. No. <laughs> I got to say, the one thing in this that upsets me is the assist, right? 
Yeah, one assist. So you can't one have assist, that. like, come on, man. Like, just like just throw up one more three. You, just throw, you can't, see you, if you can get 12. You can't be a hopeless gunner and be passing the ball, you know? <laughs> no, it, yeah, I mean, hey, sh- shoot or shoot. And, and to, to have all 17 of your attempts come from deep and to also go 11 of 17, just impressive. I respect it, absolutely. That is, the, the, that is a, a, a shooter's stat line right there. Uh, speaking of shooters, the Utah Jazz win 123 to 85 against the Portland Trailblazers. The... <sighs> The lineup the Blazers are playing right now is is like criminal. Like I know we're talking a lot about how the Thunder are dropping a lot of guys, but this was the starting lineup for the Blazers. Elijah Hughes, CJ Ellaby, Drew Eubanks, Brandon Williams. Guys, Brandon Williams doesn't even have a picture on NBA.com. My guy is the circle with the NBA logo in the middle of it. And then Josh Hart. The inactives for Portland are Lillard, Ingles, Anthony Simons, Eric Bledsoe, who I forgot was on the Blazers, Nasir Little, Nurkic, and then Justice Winslow. Guys, count it up. Count it up for me. Our boss, David Locke, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. How many minutes into this game did he have his shoes off and his like feet up on the desk as he was calling this game? Because it was over. Mm, I'm going to go 16 minutes. 16 minutes. By the second quarter, he's got... By the second quarter. He was feet up on the dash, just relaxing, enjoying. He ordered a coffee, like just hanging out, having a grand old time. <laughs> the Jazz had a 51-point like lead in this game at one point. Yeah, I'm going to say tip off. Why wouldn't he be <laughs> relaxed right away? Like The Blazers had a two-point lead at one point. At one point, it seemed like it was going to be a game. But... Two nothing. <laughs> big big uh, moment. <laughs> they get the win, and a team that really wants a win right now is the San Antonio Spurs because Greg Popovich is one win away from the all-time coaching record for wins. Uh, but the San Antonio Spurs fall to the Toronto Raptors. We've talked about the Toronto Raptors on this show a lot. They're the team that everyone in the East seems to want to avoid in the playoffs. But, guys... How many games until Greg Popovich breaks the record for most wins in NBA coaching history? Uh, Looking at their schedule uh, at home, Utah at home, Indy at home, Minnesota. I'm not going to guarantee any of those because the Spurs aren't very good. I'm going to say at home versus Oklahoma City, Wednesday, March 16th. Under the wire, they they get it there with that home stretch. So uh, that is coming up for the San Antonio Spurs. So we'll see what happens. I'm curious to see like who's there. How do you plan for that? Right? Like, do you just keep like if you're going to do any ceremony or anything, you just bring all the stuff with you to each home game until they finally get it. Just every single time, right? It's just like the it's just like when a team has a chance to close out a series in the playoffs. They've got all the hats, all the t-shirts, everything loaded up. Every single appearance, just ready. Oh, to go. not the not the 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 like red carpet is rolled out against the Spurs. We don't want to do that again against the, for the Spurs. Oh my gosh, they're having flashbacks. Um, all right, last game, last game of the association. The Clippers win 115 to 109. This Clippers team, do they own LA? They're five games better than the Lakers right now. That's wild to me still. I, I know that they've been without their guys, but the Lakers, it's wild that this Clippers team is way better than this Lakers team right now. Uh, but I want to focus I want to focus on the Washington Wizards. Christoph Porzingis in his second game scores 19 points. Uh, both of us, Alex, have had experience with Christoph Porzingis. <laughs> he gets a post-up late in the game and uh, throws it up against uh, Amir Coffey, a wing that he does not do well against against the post, misses the shot, could have tied the game, could have ended up getting the win. Uh, how are you feeling about Porzingis in another spot? I mean, it's first off, it's great to be united on this cause finally. Um, <laughs> I was going to say finally. A, hey, I, I might but, be united here soon. John Wall said he's open to a return to Washington. Those contracts <laughs> were real go. similar, so we could be talking about Porzingis in a Rockets jersey this summer. Please oh, don't put that him and Shangoon would fit well together. At any rate, I will just uh, I will call I will count in the spirit of the segment I will count that uh, that result as predictable. 
I will as well. Hope I I honestly do hope he does well in Washington. I just I don't have much hope for him. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you want to hear more about the Knicks, go listen to Lockdown Knicks. Want to hear more about the Rockets? Jackson Gatlin will maybe record an episode at some point tonight. Go check out Lockdown Rockets, Lockdown Mavs for me. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom.